Hey, podcast listeners. Thanks for joining us for the All Saints Lutheran Sermon Series of Podcasts. We're so delighted that you've landed on this page, and we ask that you contextualize yourself by reading the descriptor. Enjoy, and let us know what you think. Go ahead and read the sermon title with me. You are not going to hell. Uh, Oh, hi, David. Welcome back. Originally, I was going to tell you a story about two people that I know that have talked to me literally within the last week who had the fear of God beaten into them. I get these stories a lot, I assume, because I'm a pastor, person of the cloth, and they say, oh, you know what it was like to grow up in my family? And then I hear the story. But the reality is, is I didn't want to share those stories because, one, it's, it's a really big bummer. And I didn't think you'd want to hear it. And two, I'm pretty sure you've experienced being judged at one point or another in your life. Any anyone? Hmm. And three, those stories of being shamed aren't mine to tell. What story is mine to tell is my own experience of doing the best I can day in and day out to remind people of this truth, as I understand it, you are not going to hell. And it's not just because you showed up for church today. (laughs) Faith that is fueled by fear is not actually faith. The misunderstanding that faith is about power, control, and the arrogant need to be right instead of being curious. So many fear-filled people want to dominate others instead of leaning into the mystery of wisdom Sophia, Ruach, the Holy One, and the Spirit of the Living God, who is here now and will be forevermore. Richard Rohr wrote this, The people who know God well, mystics, hermits, prayerful people, those who risk everything to find God, always meet a lover, not a dictator. We have passages from the gospel that others have turned into shame-based stories of should, ought, and have tos. So, just for fun, raise your hands and let me know if you've heard any of these phrases. You must decide to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior or else you're going to hell. Excellent. Everybody knows that one. God needed another angel in heaven. Hmm. The Bible has a code that can predict the future. Uh huh. It's actually a book on that, the Bible code. This one scares me. God spoke to me and told me to tell you, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And not finally, but truthfully, those with the right faith and and belief system actually know who is going to heaven and who is going to hell. Uh Uh-huh. Don't introduce me to them. I don't think it's going to go well any. <laughs> N.T. Wright 
wrote, Western churches continued to think about going to heaven or going to hell as the framework for the gospel. But the Bible story is not about us going somewhere, but the creator God coming to live with us. God pulling on skin and living with us. Emmanuel. Furthermore, grace is not something we have to accept. It has already been given and you can't return it. Martin Luther often used the image of God chasing after us when we attempt to run away from that extraordinary love. We don't think we deserve it. We believe we're not worthy because someone else told us their opinion of the gospel and we fell for it. And sometimes the Bible and even Jesus' parables can be really hard to figure out. Take today's. It starts with, do not be afraid, little flock. Little is an affectionate word. It is not meant to diminish or put down. It's meant to be tender. That tenderness was not something I experienced in my own origin of faith story. I lived in fear of going to hell until I went to seminary. Sure, I'd seen glimpses of grace. I'd heard of grace. Yet the grace I thought I knew always had conditions. If you do this, then you get that. I'll tell you, (laughs) maybe some of you can relate to this, but I'd go to communion only to return to my pew thinking I'd already sinned by the time I'd sat down. (laughs) By your laughter, I could tell you can relate to that on some level. Of course, a lot of that was being ready for the end of the world as we know it. Or about Jesus' triumphant return right after the church mortgage is paid off. (laughs) Or Jesus returning right when I'd done something I regretted and I got busted in the moment. That internal shift happened one day after a class with Dr. David Fredrickson. He was teaching a class on Luke-Acts and revealed the mystery of God's incredible love for all people. There it was, right in the Greek, no question, love for free. And I was blown away. That's where the reason Jesus died and rose again was extraordinarily clear. There is nothing I had to do to receive eternal life. It is finished. We already have been given salvation. We don't earn it or deserve it. I love the with one voice service of the word because it has this beautiful phrase in it. Salvation belongs to our God and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever. Great and wonderful are your deeds, O God of the universe. Just and true are your ways, O ruler of all the nations. Who can fail to honor you, God, and sing the glory of your name? Salvation belongs to our God and to Christ the Lamb forever and ever. Understanding that gift that has already been unfurled like the wings of an angel is one of the reasons we gather here week after week 
namely because we forget the extent of God's amazing love and grace. Amen? In the middle of today's gospel, we read about readiness, of being ready. This is not a story to make us feel as if we need to be on pins and needles waiting for the second coming of Christ. Because of God's outrageous loves, we cannot help but help those who feel alone or tired, hopeless and exhausted at trying to measure up. Steve Garnis Holmes wrote this about the gospel today. You read a story once about a miserly king high in his tower, counting his gold, grudgingly generous only to his most noble courtiers. Someone said it was about God, but they made that up. It's not true. Here's what I've seen. The grandmother of the realm, so happy for her little ones, she spoils them rotten. The mother who will die to shield her children. The father who moves into the single-wide outback so that you can have the house all to yourself. The lover of heaven who is smitten by you. He gives everything to you, everything. Spends it all for one evening with you. So in love he gives his own self away every morning and every night. There is nothing left over, nothing held back, nothing when the beloved finds a new treasure, a sunset or forgiveness or a blossoming pear, or the best seat at the table, they can't wait to put a bow on it and to offer it to you. Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your mother or father's good pleasure to give you the realm. You're not going to hell. And for this promise of a new and abundant life, we can all say, thanks be to God.